Hi, I'm Trevor Dumbleton and I was chatting yesterday with Justin Film Finkelstein and he suggested I came up with ways to promote bands because it's just on the off the cuff interview and that was one of the things that came up and I've been thinking about it since then and has been buzzing actually. So let's go for a few. The first off is obviously videos because YouTube's big and okay we're on a sound site so you've got the audio already but you can always do a video to go with it and what I was thinking was that bigger bands obviously have an official video and then all the fans do one so why not the lead singer or the lead guitarist or whoever else it happens to be their channel is the official video channel and then the bassist or the drummer or whatever does the one with lyrics and then someone else does another one and so on because when you go to YouTube then you get several copies of the video and again that's social proof that the band's a bit more popular you could also hijack youtube by effectively inserting your tracks into playlists and i'm sure the same will happen on soundcloud i've not investigated the site enough but i'm sure there's ways of doing playlists on it they're bound to be because it's the kind of thing you do um, just go for your genre and do a top 10, top 20, top 30, whatever it is, tracks. And about the third, fourth track in is yours. <coughs> because, well, why not? And again, what will happen is people pick it up. One of the ways I've always picked up music personally is by, almost by accident. So, years ago I used to get compilation CDs from record companies and they would have 10 or 20 tracks or whatever it happened to be on them. I'd listen and I've got several CDs in my collection that are bought as a result of that. So if you're on a playlist, <coughs> some of the people listening to the playlist will think, wow, really like that one, let's go for those, let's find out more about them. And obviously you need more tracks than one to, for them to be able to find that out. And the official channel here on SoundCloud, definitely. Elsewhere on the web, definitely. Probably a Facebook page. Cause used to be MySpace, but nowadays MySpace is near enough dead, unless unless they've managed to resurrect it from the dead. So that's one way, just um, multiple versions. And again, you could also do, if you, if you play concerts, then you've got the person stood in the audience, girlfriend, boyfriend, granny, whoever it happens to be, taking a video on their phone, upload it and extract the track, extract the music from it, upload it here as well. Because the more places you can be found, you really don't know where people are going to find you, the better. So that's one way. Uh, next one that's been crossing mind a lot. Lots and lots of sites that do unsigned bands. And sign up for those, because I guess I've not researched it, but there'll be ones that have just any band that is unsigned, which is probably 90% of them in the world. And there'll be ones that go down again to a specific genre or have sections within their site. Because if I was looking for, I don't know, a, a trance band, I wouldn't necessarily want to come across a heavy metal track or a rap track or whatever. So they'll, they'll, they'll categorise them. So you need to go in the right category, obviously. So unsigned bands, and they often have competitions within that to, well, basically get noticed, get signed. So if there are competitions in your in your area, if there's a battle of the bands, those happen occasionally. And if there's not, and if you know three, four, five other local bands, organise one. 
most venues would be really happy to have the extra revenue of the bar takings. So talk to them, choose a, a non-peak night, one that they wouldn't either they wouldn't normally be open or one that they'd normally be almost empty. Say, can we have a battle of the bands? You know, we're going to put us on. We'll all get our fans and you might have 10, the other band might have 20. And between you might fill the venue with 100 people. Venue's happy. The bands are happy. The fans are happy. They've got to see their band as a live thing. They've got to see other similar bands in in the environment you should see music in, in my opinion, which is live. Well, that's just me and quite a few other people. I much prefer live music if I can. Which brings us on to the original thing that Jesse was adjusting, which was hold a live concert. Use something like Google Hangouts. Put your um, organise literally an official concert and decide that you're going to start playing at nine o'clock and stop playing at ten o'clock because there's nothing nowadays. The the technology is such that anyone can do it. The technology in an iPhone is absolutely fantastic. Android phones just as good, and you can do that and. Just record, just press play. Which is all I'm doing on this. Cyclist just going past there, which is what the buzzing noise was in the background. And that's that's another way of doing it. And thinking out loud here, lots and lots of different ways. Those are just two that I think you'd be really easy to do too. And incidentally, on the shooting the video, that can be one of lots of different ways again. Uh, use your phone. Vampire Weekend very arty band they decided that they one of their videos was going to be done in a single take but it was about three or four separate scenes uh, took quite a lot of rehearsal I'm guessing but got a lot of comments because that's what they'd done you could, I don't know what it was shot on but you could shoot something similar and people aren't going to say oh they didn't use a Technicolor lens or whatever else it happens to be they're just going to think okay that's where it is. The next thought was merchandise because in reality a 99 cents a track or less and bootlegging on top of that because people do, people always have done, they always will. You're not going to make a fortune unless you start selling lots and lots of tracks. And music tracks whether you're a ABC band from somewhere that no one's ever heard of or the Rolling Stones you're still on 99 cents a track. The difference is the, uh, some of the other things. A merchandise, you'll pay, I don't know, what, 30 40 $50 for a Stones t-shirt. More, maybe more if it's the, the official tour one with the dates. And you can say, oh, is that that one? Okay, you're not at that stage yet. But you can do t-shirts. You can. You don't have to carry stock unless you're actually selling them, selling them at an event. You just put them on a site like Teespring or Cafe Press. Upload the image. People order it. And if you can come up with one of those each time you do a new song, or a new album, or a new compilation, or just pick a reason, because there's, look at your t-shirt collection, there's no necessarily not necessarily any reason for half the designs there. Get a cool logo done. If you've got someone arty in the band, or know someone arty, that's the bird crashing into water. Um, if you've got someone arty in the, in the band, then... They'll almost certainly design a logo. If they haven't, there's a site called Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, 
and lots and lots of people there go by the number of reviews and you pay five dollars for a design and what I tend to do if I'm doing that kind of site is because it's so cheap I'll pick three or four pay for all of them and pick the best out of them because that way I've got a cool image for maybe fifteen twenty dollars and chances are if you've got one in three chance of that happening actually probably more because most of them will do two or three designs that happens regularly artists are starving artists for a reason they undervalue themselves so use it and then put that up on a t-shirt site do coffee mugs do beer glasses whatever else you decide because you can get your stuff printed all over the place the other one learn from the adult industry they do the low-res version is free and the high-res version is chargeable and I've seen music artists do the same you get the effectively AM radio quality track for free or you pay for the CD quality and your fans will do that some of them will, not all of them, by a long way but the main thing is to actually get your music out there and that's that's what the Arctic Monkeys did when they first started. They gave out CDs to anyone who would take them off their hands. Some people put the CDs one side to listen to later, which is the standard later in life, which is never. Others listen to and it built up a buzz. You're looking to get your music everywhere. And that really is the thing. And then sell stuff alongside, because you can't bootleg a t-shirt as easily. You can do it. But it's nowhere near as easy as bootlegging just by pressing copy. So physical stuff is good. The other thing is don't neglect oldies like me. I prefer, much prefer if I'm buying <coughs> music, I'd much prefer to buy a CD. I'm old-fashioned like that. And if you go on to the Amazon site CreateSpace, you can do that. You upload the tracks, you upload the artwork, people can then either download them on Amazon, and again that's a tick box. Oh, they must be more famous because they're on Amazon. And they can buy the CD if they want to. So you've got another way, and it's some of this is a lot of this is what's known as social proof. The more ways you there are to find your band, the more people will assume that you're famous, but they just haven't heard of you yet. Because I could reel off a load of tracks, a load of artists that I've heard of that are famous in their own right, but most people haven't heard of. And you could do the same in your genre. Next one, lots and lots of different ideas here, is find a blog that writes about your particular music type. And get in touch with the owner. Send them a white label copy of your track. In fact, do that with anyone that will potentially play it anywhere or mention it anywhere. Send them the white label track, ask if it's possible to be interviewed by them, ask if it's possible for them to do to interview you, whatever else whatever else you decide to do, to see what the format of the site is. Most of them, if they're doing a daily blog or a weekly blog even, are going to be desperate for content. They won't tell you that, but it's often true. Because they'll have had people promise to interviewed and then something crops up in life and the interview doesn't take place and they're thinking 
bother my deadlines tomorrow. I've promised my readers I'm going to put something up tomorrow or I need to do it because Google will think I'm neglecting the site if I don't do it. So if you're there, like my interview with Justin yesterday, it was completely unplanned. I thought I was just there to listen to him. Five minutes into the listening to him, oh, should we do an interview? Ah, okay, yeah, why not? These things happen, and no such thing as coincidence. The more you make coincidence happen, the more it will happen. So put the word out there, and you actually don't know what's going to happen when you come back. And there's a, another artist in the, here in the UK, Weevil, W-E-B-L. Um, started off by doing cartoons for some really catchy songs. You might have heard of Badgers. Uh, Brian Mays just covered it on a UK Badger campaign. It's ten years after the thing was originally released as a viral track. And it's had various versions. It's had a dubstep version, it's had trance version and all sorts of other things. But the guy has done it from his YouTube videos. Uh, what he did on those was a shorter loop. And then you bought the proper one originally in his store and now on his Amazon store. And that works a treat. He's had, he's done at least four television commercials as a result of that. Just using his cartoon characters. Okay, he's using what it's on some flash composition or whatever. But that's just another thought. You probably won't get to that stage, but if you do, if you've got some arty person who's always doing cool videos, but you never know quite what to do with them, do something catchy. You can't make something viral, other people make it viral, so you, you never know ahead of time whether it's going to catch. Years ago, the Macarena, no one knew that was going to take off. And then suddenly you got politicians looking very dozy even for politicians and doing the Macarena. You don't know, they, they wouldn't have known ahead of time that was what's, that was going to, what's going to catch the public imagination. So the more you get out there, more tracks on here, follow a few people, do maybe like Justin's doing and put up a a quick audio critique of a track. Be positive, find something positive in it. Um, or don't don't do anything at all. Well, I probably wouldn't review a metalcore thing, but I know someone who does. And again, that's the other thing. You don't know who other people know. So yeah, if you've got a metalcore band, I know someone who runs a blog on that and I'd be delighted to interview you. Could probably find other ones as well, but that's just one. And that's not my scene at all. I've umpteen other scenes, but not that one. So lots and lots of different ways there, and I'll be buzzing around and probably put some more audios up on that. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening to me. I'm Trevor Dumbleton, and I wish you and your band every success.